Welcome, everyone, to Season 3, Episode 94 of the Premier Pod. I'm your host, Yash Pika, joined by my co-host, Tyler Chan. In this episode, it is a special edition, spooky edition of the Premier Pod, throwing it back to, I don't think we did one last year, but I know we did one in our first season, uh, Spooky Edition. This was back yeah, when we were both in college. annual Spooky Edition. <laughs> yes. Back when we were both in college in the first season, so that uh, shows you how long it's been. <laughs> but... This one we are recording on October 30th, literally October 30th um, at 8 p.m. So we are really close to October 31st, which of course is Halloween. Um, so obviously Halloween's going to look a lot different this year with uh, COVID and everything. But I hope that that fun and scary spirit is still within all of us this year. But um, looking at the spookiest thing we saw this weekend uh, or this past weekend, at least, we have to mention the absolute stinker of the game of the, I guess, like the biggest game of the weekend was the Manchester United Chelsea matchup at Old Trafford. Game finished nil no. I don't think there's much to say than this game was absolutely crap. And I, I think that's putting it lightly. It was crap. It was boring beyond belief. <laughs> it was something that I saw on Twitter that people were like, oh, can you call a nil nil game like the worst? Kind of soccer game and also the reverse is like can you have such a thing as like a, a good nil nil game and in this case i felt like it was both bad and <laughs> and boring so it's like <laughs> this one was a double l is what i like to say but yeah it, it wasn't even it, a spooky weekend yet it was just like it, it came a week early <laughs> yeah it literally came it was a stinker we did not get treated uh, like you know when you go to some of the neighborhoods and you get the nice big large actual size candy this is like that random um value pack toothbrush candy. yeah toothbrush or an orange they or give an us orange. an apple yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the house has the orange or fruit is like, ah you forgot to get candy so uh here's a banana and then the next yeah, bag, bag of like, chips maybe bag of chips <laughs> i will say there was a house in one of these neighborhoods that i uh trick-or-treated in called the soda house and oh nice. they, this person went to like costco or whatever and bought like every single soda, like you can imagine. And then he just has it laid out like a, like a brick of like, or like a stock of candies. Like you would go see at like a gas station. It's like, all right, what do you want? And it's like pineapple Fanta, like some random Japanese sodas. It's like, it's crazy. And you just pick one. It's like, oh, cool. So then, that's so random. I've never heard yeah. of that before. That's and then, crazy. This is a very long way or long winded analogy of this Man U versus Chelsea game being the trick where it's not like that <laughs> it is the fruit it is the toothbrush house this is the dentist's house yeah this is definitely the the, the house you don't want to bring um when you're pouring out the candy at the end of the night this is the one you definitely put in the uh give it away to someone or let's just throw it out pile this game was absolutely garbage there's not much to say we got to move on <laughs> <laughs> we have the champions league matches um some of the big the ones we're going to focus on are manchester united liverpool uh tyler Liverpool did win 2-0, but it came at a cost. We won, but at what cost? It, it cost Fabinho. Fabinho, unfortunately, got injured during this game. And now he's looking down in the heavens with Van Dyke at Reese Williams, the fifth string center back playing for Liverpool now because Matip is also injured. So now it's just Joe Gomez and Reese Williams. Reese Williams, an academy product, just kind of came out of nowhere this season. And hopefully he can kind of carry the torch while Fabinho's resting his injury as well but Fabinho won't be out the entire season it'll be
be around maybe three to five weeks, but that's still a while since we're going to be missing. Like we really ironically enough need like a Dejan Lovren or like Mamadou Sako kind of player. I, know, right I was going to say, just, can you bring him, can you bring a Lovren back on loan? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we need, we just need someone. Cause if Reese Williams goes down at this point, it's like, we're going to have to put like, like Nico Williams at center back, <laughs> the backup <laughs> right back or something. Cause like we literally have no one. So it's that yeah. was kind of a, a costly win against FC Midgetland. But Diego Jota did get a pretty crucial goal, man of the match as well. But I would say it it was a bittersweet kind of win because now I don't know what we're gonna do. It's just hopefully Reese Williams gets blessed by uh, Van Dyke and Fabinho up there. Yeah, the the Liverpool Injury record is definitely pretty spooky right now. If you if you must say, trying to type back Dude, the Halloween Grim Reaper game. coming back and just <laughs> slicing everyone. Gosh, yeah, someone sus in the uh, Liverpool squad. <laughs> someone is sus, <laughs> but at least your team, man, you went off. I, I know say. they beat Leipzig at home at Old Trafford five nil. Um, yeah, this game was crazy to think that uh, you know Manchester United would beat RB Leipzig, which were one of the powerhouses last year in the Champions League five nil. And um, I, how do you say the manager's name from Leipzig? You, you, oh, Nagelsmann. Julian Nagelsmann. Yeah, Nagelsmann. Uh, a lot of waves went out about his uh, suit choice or choice of like his blazer choice uh, for that match. It was very ugly. Uh, it was a bright blue, plaited, I think or plated uh it had like a bunch of patterns on it um blazer did not look very good definitely um something you'd probably wear for a halloween party not something you would wear to go manage rb leipzig um I'm i don't know i kind of like there. that though it's really? like it's just, it's different from the usual you know it's like the bill belichick of the, the sideline except the complete opposite instead of wearing <laughs> the shirt you wore the same like you know, twenty seasons. It's now. I would it's say like, Simeone is like the Bill Belichick. He, all he does is wear that black. Oh, and the black, black on black. <laughs> like, I bet his whole closet is just the same. It's like his costume for Halloween too. It's just the same. Dude, we're just bringing everything back to Halloween for this one. I know. <laughs> but United fans were definitely um, served up a treat. It was Marcus Rashford? He scored his first career hat trick or first senior um, hat trick for Manchester United. F- fastest, the first player. To score a hat trick for Manchester United as a sub since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did it um, when he was a player at Manchester United, and I think Rashford is the quickest. That the hat trick he scored was the quickest in Champions League history. Um, so that's that's pretty cool too. And not to mention, it is also Marcus Rashford's birthday on Halloween. So tomorrow is his birthday. So hey, uh, a lot of good things coming up on his birthday. So it's pretty cool, and he definitely treated fans and everyone he's helped to some great goals and to some great uh, community service that he keeps doing. But yeah, it was a good win. United Mm -hmm. in this group of death, two wins in a row against PSG and Leipzig, six points. You couldn't ask for much more. Uh, It's crazy. It's, it's actually insane how well United have been doing um, in the champions league. I will say. Yeah. Not only Rashford, but like all the Premier League clubs. Yeah. Literally went 14. They scored, uh, including Chelsea and city. The, uh, the Premier League clubs in the Champions League this past Wednesday scored 14 goals and conceded zero. That's uh, that's pretty good. Um, that's that's basically all you can ask for. It's just yeah, that's music to the Premier League or Premier Pod and Premier League as well. <laughs> I know but, the Premier Premier League is probably just uh, um, just like dancing. 
answer right now. <laughs> However, that can't really be said though in the Europa League because there's Ooh. just there's gotta be one game we gotta talk about. There's gotta be one game. Sung Min, one of our listeners, is gonna be not happy to hear this. Like I I, I had to text him about it, but Tottenham, <laughs> yes. Tottenham lost to Royal Antwerp. Yes, do you know what this team is, or even where they play? No, <laughs> like, not a single clue. <laughs> I was I was asking Sung Min the listener. I was just like, mate, explain like why, how, like how, and he's like, I'm telling you, Royal Antwerp is gonna win the Europa League oh and then the God. Champions League next season. And I said to him, if if he's wrong, he's paying for Korean barbecue next time I see him. So I think I'm gonna get get some free Korean barbecue at this rate. <laughs> but Tottenham, well, Gareth Bale has not really been living up to the hype right now. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, that's just gonna be the first thing I throw out there. Yeah, but for them to not, lose this game, Deli Ali's been looking bad too. Like he has fallen from grace. <laughs> I know. Literally went from being the next Mbappe to now being the next. Uh, who who would be his comparison? Um, hmm. Jordan Ibe, but not as bad as Jordan Ibe. I wouldn't even say Jordan Ibe. Who who would be a good comparison to someone that was literally like almost supposed to be the next world class player to now being some almost? I know it's bad to say, but mediocre. Um, it's not like Freddie Adu level. Like Freddie no, Adu is like no. literally like the the pinnacle of overhyped <laughs> flop. Yeah, <laughs> next to Pele. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even. Would you even consider Deli Ali like average at this point? Shh. I don't I know. He's below I, average. <laughs> yeah, I think he's below average too because he can't really do much outside of just. I mean, he does. He doesn't even do what he's supposed to do now. Good, such as scoring goals and creating chances. I think he's he almost like Jesse Lingard level at this point. You know, oh, I guess that's. I guess we pretty much nailed it. He's yeah. Jesse Lingard two point Tottenham. Um, Tottenham. But man, Mourinho had some savage comments. He he basically said everyone keeps asking me why I don't play certain players, and now when I play them. And you see what they do now. Hopefully, you will <laughs> stop asking me about them. That is a uh, that is classic Mourinho level banter right there. Just throwing fire into just literally throwing um throwing uh yeah just literally starting a just fire players. within another fire. Like m- more fuel, more fuel to that squad. I love how he's like, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> it was clearly the players that played. <laughs> it was just me on on the side that picked people. It wasn't me actually playing, though. Gosh, that is. <laughs> imagine if your boss said that. <laughs> I would it's feel pretty like, bad about myself. <laughs> like, imagine like your boss reporting to like the CEO or something. It's like, you know, our quarter for like this kind of product, like it didn't go well. But it wasn't me. It was like it was Yush. <laughs> he was in charge of this particular product. I think that's why I went wrong. It's like, all right. <laughs> it's like, but you hired him. It's like, yeah, but I didn't make it myself. It was, it was him. Like, yeah, it's like I, I, I may have had like an influence towards it, but I didn't, I didn't do the final end product. That's not my fault. <laughs> That's a bad boss. Don't I, any listener. Don't be like that when you're yeah. growing up and like managing people one day. <laughs> you do not oh want that God. as a manager. But was, wait, was, what was this post they posted on social media? It was, it was just, like I, I'm upset and we're training tomorrow at like 11 a.m. Like so, like straight. I'm like, and then the picture of him was just him alone on the bus. I was like, <laughs> what the heck? He posted that. <laughs> yeah, but like, who took the picture? Or did he self time himself? He self timed. He's just upset. Oh gosh, 
I'm kind of it's having this Mourinho is funny though. Like when he's not your manager, it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, when he is, it's like uh, it's 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 a definitely a whirlwind situation you're in mm-hmm. when he is your manager. From personal Gosh. experience, I will say. <laughs> well, Rip Tottenham. Um, hopefully, uh, they bounce back from this. But yeah, it, it's weird though. How 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 do they lose? Like, how do you lose this game? What a I, fall from grace as a team. Like you I went know. to the Champions League final in 2019, and here you are losing to Royal Antwerp, Antwerp in 2020. Oh man, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> well, more, 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 uh, more directed towards some of those players that are that were on the Tottenham side. Mm-hmm. But it was a shock result for Tottenham in the Europa League. Arsenal picked up another big win, so they're kind of rolling in the Europa League. Um, but. Gosh, it, it was weird. It was kind of a weird weekend for a lot of these Premier League teams, especially in the Europa League. But moving on to our special segment uh, dedicated towards this, I guess, spooky edition Hollywood uh, Halloween episode is we are basically, uh, this is our title, Build Your Scariest Starting 11 in the Premier League. So it's going to be one starting 11 that Tyler and I are going to combine with. We have not written down our players because we want to keep it a surprise. So um we are picking the starting 11 plus the manager so it gives us six picks each um and in terms of formation do you want to do like uh what do you what do you think is good a simple 433 or 4231 or 442 what do you so i'll say this when you when you see a formation against like a player or like on a team what Mm -hmm. scares you when you see it's like all right that dang it's because i will say this is really weird like i was talking to someone about how they think when they play soccer and it's like you know you just hype up everyone else you just don't really kind of think about anything else you just kind of help up like you know get everyone on your team ready to go and then just kind of think about your own game but for me i have to look at like what's on paper so like if i'm about to face a team in real life i have to be like all right what's their formation like what historically have they like who has scored historically like who's the scary players like who's the players you gotta look out for who has the most yellow cards things like that (laughs) so i would say like this is kind of weird but if i see a formation i'm not used to that scares me (laughs) wow like if i see something where it's like you usually see 442 or you usually see like 433 but if i see like a 532 or like a 35 or 343 something like that it's like uh there's a reason for that it's like what's going on so Mm -hmm. let's say this yes would you like to do a three in the back or a five in the back? I feel like five in the back is not as scary. <laughs> yeah, let's do three in the back. Because I feel like five, we could do five, but I, I don't feel like there's enough. There are a lot of good defenders in the Premier League, but that that would just be overtaking the squad. In terms That's true. Of, the, of what you could put in the in the, uh, in the the attacking front. All right, then we'll go three, four, three. That would be my pick for scary formation. Awesome. So I'll, I'll let you start off then with the... I guess we'll go goalkeeper. Like we're building an ultimate team side with unlimited coins. It's like foot draft. Yes. Except <laughs> it's real life. Yes. All right. So All right. we'll decide on this one together. Let's just do that. Because okay. this one, is there's only one position. And we have to think. It's like, who's the scariest keeper? When you just think of keepers. Like, what? who scares you in the Premier League? A lot of them actually seem nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's <laughs> not really one that's like, ah. <laughs> Oh, but man. if I were to pick one, I would. It's it's ironic, but I have to say Keppa because <laughs> he's just like it's he's scary in two regards. One, his style of play because it's like you never know whether he's gonna 
concede a goal because of his tactics and you never know if you try to sub him off if he's just getting upset with you and just do something petty and then just like injure one of your other other players i just never gets off so (laughs) that that'd be my pick that's just a quick one (laughs) okay i was thinking aderson because of how the tattoos yeah no well how unpredictable he could be too he can like knock out some striker with his feet that's um, true trying actually. to go for the ball but i'll, I'll go with keppa we'll go i'll go with keppa just because like he's just a volatile boy yeah <laughs> so if we're doing keppa then i guess we have the three center backs so i guess yes. for right center back um if i thinking of a scary premier league player right now um ooh, i'm gonna go phil jones phil jones yes he's My so man isn't even in <laughs> starting hey, 11 is he even te- on the bench technically he actually isn't even registered to be in the premier league but he's technically still on manchester united holy cow and i, I go phil jones i know he's a meme but my gosh that guy will literally will do anything to put his head in front of the ball <laughs> oh so you're thinking more it's like you're just scared for your own life yeah because <laughs> you don't know what he's life, gonna do too. that dude will literally like go on the ground and I literally every time I watch him play, he always gets up with a busted head, so he always has to have like a bandage on his head or something. Um, and I, I'm sure you all you've all seen like that video clip of him and Giroud where he literally flops to the ground and tries to get the ball off Giroud's feet with his head. Um, so I'll, I'll go. <laughs> this is scariest dude. Yeah, I'll go. Phil Jones, right center back. Oh my gosh. Hmm. This is weird, but I really want to say Sad Klosniak. Like he's not a center back though. He but we also in this formation don't have like yeah a left proper, back. Yeah. So you know what? Back. He's converting for this match or for this okay. formation. I'm gonna say Siad Kolosniak because he's one of those players that will kind of kind of you know be there for his his team. So he'll protect them like physically. Mm-hmm. And then also I feel like he's just one of those players who I feel like will be very physical of other people. Like that's just mm-hmm. what he's known for. So that kind of physicality would kind of scare me. Like he's the guy who would like, you know, tap a player or like, you know, give someone a knock just to like show that he's there. And I feel like that kind of stuff is like a little not dominating, but like a little what's the word? Not, I guess just scary, at least in my head. It's like I never want to like face a crazy guy <laughs> whenever I'm playing striker. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like I like I purposely go the other side of the pitch just to like avoid that player. It's like, all right, I'm just gonna beat the other guy and hopefully get to goal. Like I don't wanna have to mark that have to have that guy mark me. So that'd be my pick. Okay. All right. And then I guess for the last center back, I'm gonna go with Phil Bardsley. Phil Barnsley. Holy yeah. cow. That guy, every time I see him play, just looks like he'll just rough you up pretty badly. I um I I, I think it was one of these games, I can't remember exactly but he's just one of those guys that will just get up into your face and literally is not afraid to be rough against your players and if you're Manchester United one of the bigger teams with like a star player that's the last defender you want to be seeing playing against your team because that guy will literally do anything to uh to stop anyone so I'll go Phil Bardsley Phil Barnsley all right he's always he's always been there too he's like he's just Mm -hmm. going off I just realized I completely forgot about Pickford and goal that guy literally injures other people. <laughs> <laughs> I sense a little salt in that one. Yeah. 
<laughs> but all right, we'll move on. We'll move on. Okay, Gosh, so if we're doing dang. three, four, three, what uh, what for what position should we pick next for the? Hmm, I feel like center mid would probably be like the easiest in terms okay. of picking players. I don't know why. I just feel like physicality kind of scares me. That's mm. but that's being said, I picked Keppa <laughs> in goal. So <laughs> hmm. For the scariest center mid that I don't want to face. If Skulls was still here, I'd pick Skulls, but he's not here. Wow. Hmm. Let me think. I I don't know why I keep thinking Dyer. <laughs> yeah, he run to the bathroom on you. Yeah, he runs to the bathroom. He just doesn't care. But I don't know. Would I pick Dyer? I I might have to. Like, because he just has like I, I don't know. It's just something about physicality kind of creeps me out, or not creeps me out. But it's just like I don't want to face that. It's just like I I'm scared of injury. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the player that's most likely to do something wild or maybe be flared up by temper would be Eric Dyer. Because mm-hmm. like sometimes, like we've seen historically in previous games, he could be a player that's influenced by someone else trying to like, you know, prod him off or like trying to get him angry. So I'd pick Eric Dyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I respect that. And then for, I guess the next... um we're running three four three. Uh, the next midfielder I would pick for to run in like the center of the park, um, I would go Oreo Oreo Romeo for Southampton. That guy Romeo. <laughs> is another one of those guys that just like like you mentioned with um, Eric Dyer, one of those guys that could be kind of hot headed and also mm-hmm. do kind of a lot of a lot of crazy things. But he is a very physical center mid too, and. Um, I've definitely seen when I've watched Southampton in the past. I've definitely seen him put some uh, some uh, some challenges that I've I would say I've definitely gone um, definitely gone his way. Um, if VA, basically before VAR, he's definitely done some naughty challenges back in the day. So <laughs> that guy is also another one of them scary midfielders where it's just like be- best to avoid. Best to avoid. Jeez, Romeo. <laughs> <Mar-ay-ray-ray-ray-ray-ray. laughs> All right. Um, so, what would be your next? Next? What? All right. I'm going to go right mid because okay. I have one player in mind. I think it's going to be a little different. It's going to be more in the, in the Kepa route. But I'm going to have to say Lamella. <laughs> oh, that guy sucks. Because that guy. that guy just plays dirty. I mm. think the dirty players are also people that I'd be scared about too because you never know what they're going to do. They're going to like poke your eye out. They're going to like fake an injury. They're going to find a way to get you sent off. Like, it's just these dirty players don't really play by the rules. It's kind of like Sergio Ramos for Real Madrid. They'll do anything to just win the game. So I wouldn't be surprised if Lamella does something crazy and does something that would be a little out of the books, a little like and the the, spo- the unspoken word of what not to do as a soccer player. I feel like he might he might break that. So I'm a little worried about that. So I pick Lamella. Mm. Okay. And um, I guess he'll play right wing back. Uh, I just say right mid. Just he just never tracks back. <laughs> okay. All right. If we're going that route, then I'll also um, do the same thing on the left side. I'll go Saint. I'll go Gucci. Saint Allen Maxim um, for Newcastle. Saint Maxim. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I know we've been going more of like the dirty player route, but this guy, when he's on his day, he is just terrifying to play against. Because the guy literally has a bag of tricks. 
the younger version of Zaha, just with the amount of tricks he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I can't tell you every time United have played him, that guy just keeps going past. Like literally, there's one time he four United defenders were on him, and he just does a couple skill moves and gets out of it and opens up the play. And for me, he is one of those players that when he's on his day, it's just not a fun player to play against because he's he's just he 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 just has so many skills. He's just too many skills. So I'm gonna go um Saint Maximum. That is huh, I didn't think about something like that. Yeah. So <laughs> I would never thought part. Saint Maxim. Yeah, as you can hmm. see, this team is definitely not gonna not yeah. gonna be <laughs> it's not it's gonna be very good going in. <laughs> it's like we're it's like one side is very different from the other. <laughs> but let's see. Let's all right. So now we're in the front we got three. Our four. Yeah, now we gotta get the front three. So Oh my gosh. So I, I I honestly want to bring someone from Burnley into the starting eleven somewhere because Burnley I feel like play a lot different. They have a lot of physicality on their team. Mm-hmm. And they have there's something about them that they can disrupt any other team because of just the way they play. Like this physicality is just something that you can't really train for. It's just it's just ingrained in the players that Sean Dice has brought in. So I would say in that I wanted to, you know, meant, but like when you look at Ben Me or like look at Tarkowski, it's like, eh, you know, like too mean. Mm-hmm. But if I want to include one Burnley player, I might have to just put it at striker. I might have to say oh, Chris dang. Wood. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking that Chris Wood is uh, kind of a, he, he's a big guy. Yeah, he plays a lot different from most other Premier League players in that he just kind of runs mm-hmm. over everyone. He's like a tank. Like he's like the big Kiwi from New Zealand that just manages to shoulder his way through everything like the Incredible Hulk and get his headers <laughs> in, his his ways on the end of crosses. Like that stuff, like that fearlessness to get into like a header in without like fearing like busting a head or like losing a tooth. I'm like, I do not want to defend against something like that. <laughs> and the fact that he's like 6'4 or something like that, it's, it's yeah, insane. He's so, a huge man. He's a big huge. man. So I would say, since he's like the Incredible Hulk looking kind of guy, I would say Chris Wood. Yeah, that's a good pick. I it, Since we already picked striker, I'm not going to pick a back striker, but I was thinking Jamie Vardy is striker because he is... Uh, Put him at right wing. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I was going to say with left wing, I was going to pick... Um, I'm sure you might like this pick, but I'm going to go Sadio Mane at left wing. I don't think there's another player in the Premier League that is as unpredictable as he is and as good with not saying unpredictable is a bad thing, but unpredictable as a good thing because uh, the, the amount of times I've watched him where he can literally pull off a skill move, you you literally don't like he's not he's not a someone that's going to do the same thing over and over and over again. Um, so it just makes him so unpredictable and the goals he scores, he's fearless. I've seen him, you know, basically going for headers all the time. I remember that Ederson, uh, that Ederson thing, he, you know, he just doesn't care. Like he'll go for the goal if it's there. Um, and his bag, he's literally another player with a bag of tricks on him. So against any defender, I, I'm always fearful because he, he can literally, he has magic in the feet. He can do anything he wants um, when he has the ball. <laughs> I see you have like a correlation between like skill move and pace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then yes. your fear of them. And then when, for me, it's like it off, just. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, it, when it's in, uh, I know it may seem like a FIFA thing, but in real life, when they can do that, 
it's it's very hard to stop those players in real life when they can really get going. Yeah. So I, I guess in real life, when Yush faces someone who's really fast and skillful, I have no chance. I'm slow. You have no chance. But I'm when slow. I face someone who's like six foot five and can like shove me to the ground, like that's what scares me. So See, like when- I think I, I think that's where we because I'm I'm like six six foot five eleven and I'm like I would say like I'm a little I'm not like jacked or anything, but I'm a little bit like I'm not some skin and bones you know but when it comes to the faster players i just can't keep up i'm so slow so it's like when i face people that are fast and quick and can are nimble that can move around or skillful too i got no chance i got no chance meanwhile i'm just i i'm like the skinny five seven guy so i'm like (laughs) and i've been injured before from like actually no i've been injured more from like the smaller players yeah actually when i think about it so maybe i should pick a smaller player for the final piece to our team at right wing. right wing. Gosh, this is difficult because it's not that many wingers that play dirty. Like, there's just... Hmm. I want to cheese and put, like, a player that usually doesn't play, play right wing there. Yeah. It's ironic because we talked about him and I want to put him there. You know what? I'll do it. I'm going to put Deli Ali there. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> because... That man has also been kind of bad mannered too and bad tempered when, Ooh, yeah. when uh you know when the going gets tough like we see there's like gifs of him like flicking off the ref when he's getting subbed off he throws a water bottle like across the bench like it's just <laughs> like little things like that it's just like when a player is out of control that's when it's kind of scary like mm-hmm. you can be Costa. bad and cause injury like Jaka but like <laughs> but when you have like control and then you just lose it and you just go mental yeah. like that's also what scares me because like that's how i've been that i've been injured before too like just someone just yeah. goes crazy and yeah. just like steps on my ankle it's like bro that's wild yeah so, no i agree with you that's scary that is that's pretty scary so daily ali at right wing <laughs> that's also scary because it's like why is he there <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically our team um and forgot one last pick the manager Guess, ah uh, yes the manager Yes, I don't think there is another person we can really pick for this one. I think you all know. Has to be, for me at least, has to be Jose Mourinho. There is not another manager that causes firestorms like he does or entices or basically creates such drama around his team (laughs) than he does. I don't know another manager that will actively go out of his way just to cause more drama. And he's just one of them. And... It's worked for him. So for me, he's the scariest manager. He's one of those guys, even just taking away from that, when he comes to a, a big game, you know he has a game plan and you know it most of the time it's probably going to end up winning and it's going to be so boring to watch, but he's going to find a way to win. Yeah, I have to completely agree with you, Yes, for Jose Mourinho, the pure chaos, the fact that in past El Clasicos, he's been the guy to punch players <laughs> in big, like, fights and things like that so you know (laughs) there's like little things like that and then also the fact that he just is not scared to just throw people under the bus as the manager it's just like what the heck that's scary like i don't want that (laughs) i will have to say like that that 11 we got plus manager that's pretty good i would say like we don't really know where we're going with this since we had like we're just going to be talking this through on the spot Mm -hmm. and on the pod but I'm kind of I'm kind of glad with our starting eleven. I would not want to face the starting eleven. I don't think anyone would want to. 
Yeah. I would say honorable mention that would make the bench would probably be John Joe Shelby. <laughs> oh my gosh. How do we and I forgot about Gendouzi too. Yes, the I was also thinking that. Yeah. But some honorable mentions. There's a lot of honorable mentions in there because we got Voldemort with John Joe Shelby and then <laughs> freaking Gwendoozy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. But there's our starting eleven. And hopefully if any of the listeners have their own scary starting eleven, or maybe a player you think should have made it into r11 let us know comment yeah put it let us know on twitter that's usually yes. where we're always active so put it on our or what's it called mention us or just dm us something like that yeah <laughs> definitely put it out there we want to know we want to know what you have uh what you guys have to say in terms of your start, starting or scariest starting 11 um but that kind of transitions us to our i guess our last special section we don't really usually do um this last section all too often it's meant for more of a special episode but um one thing we wanted to kind of uh story time i guess a uh, scariest story playing soccer um and for me i will say I'll, I'll put it out i haven't you know i haven't played competitive soccer in like a high school or club level mostly every time i played it's just with friends just kicking it like just having a normal kickabout with the mates uh uh yeah just ma- mainly just you know passing the ball here and there and such. But whenever I have played, I think probably the scariest is going back to the short and nimble players. I was uh, megged. Shout out to uh, one of our listeners and friends, uh, Raj Johnny. He's a <laughs> great player. But I do remember this one instance where we were playing um, on the IM fields. So we, we typically always played on this short little quad. And when we're talking about short, it's not... How, how, how long would you even describe it? I can't even... It's how, like... How 50 yards yeah very and like we like don't even length? use up the full full length like it's very short so we play like very short quick you know don't have to use a lot of energy getting back and forth but there's one time we played an im so it required a lot of energy we actually had to stay in position some sort some sort of way you know but the ball some so someone on roger's team had played the ball like a long ball over the top and you know, I was coming towards to get it. And then Roger was also getting it and the ball was coming down and the ball came down and I thought I had enough room to get it off Raj. And then he just goes whoop, like a little, just megs it past me. And the, probably the cleanest Meg I I've ever seen. And I, I got Meg. So, but that was literally probably one of the cleanest Megs I've ever seen. Um, and it, it was done to me. It was almost messy esque where it was just so nonchalant. And for me, that's probably the scariest thing. That has happened to be on a soccer pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your, your fear is embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I try to I try to be low key, you know. I try to be low key about everything, but man, when it when it gets embarrassment time, I'm like, dang, this sucks. <laughs> Yosh has no fear. He just <laughs> the scariest <laughs> thing was getting megged. <laughs> what? What on earth? Well, Raj, I I I guess you've struck so much fear into Yosh that your Meg has traumatized him to this point. (laughs) Holy cow. That's, I did not know this. Well, that makes sense for why you picked all skill players because that's basically what Raj is. (laughs) In the meanwhile, I guess, I would have thought your scariest moment was when we were watching soccer in our dorm, like Reed Hall. Shout out to Reed Hall at UGA. And Yush was just screaming after Manchester United came back and just beat PSG. PSG. And then he was oh, just screaming, day. just laying on what the floor. Time. And then a resident director comes down 
like like resident hall director like literally from her office comes down and just starts like telling us off she's like i'm i'm gonna threaten to like kick you all y'all out it's like you like you can't be doing this and then <laughs> we're all just standing there and then Josh is just still screaming <laughs> like geez louise I'm not much of a rule breaker, so it's like getting told off like that, like that scares me. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, I, I pulled that down. I was like, come on, it's in the middle of February, and you know, I just saw one of the greatest comebacks, like one of the most unlikeliest comebacks in the last minute. I was like, I was, I was on cloud nine that day. I think we had Even, to record a podcast episode that day too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're still buzzing from that. I know. I think I didn't have a voice that day too. Yeah, it was <laughs> a very. What's uh, it called? It's, like scratchy voice because it's just gone it's just like yeah it's just for all the screaming Dude, i guess that's not that, even scary either it's just funny yeah. <laughs> that, that, that champions league season though that that brought me back the comeback that that Dude. was the season of comebacks that time what the oh, heck man. <laughs> that was fun sorry that was a bit of a tangent but that was great that was a tangent but hmm, for me i guess my scariest thing is also related to uh why i picked the players i picked in terms of like physicality because like the scariest thing that happened to me was also around um, just playing soccer on the quad because like we, no. we'd be playing with friends that weren't too experienced and sometimes they just lose control. So one player in particular, don't want to say any names, but we all know who uh, he, he jumped and then landed on my ankle. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, no, that was prior. So I had an, okay. an IM game and then someone jumped and landed on my ankle and I was already like a little sore from that. And then when we played Reed Soccer, someone on the, our Reed Soccer squad was trying to like clear the ball or like deflect the ball for me taking a shot. And then he went full swing and kicked my standing leg ankle. The same oh. one that was already like out. And I was, I was like on the ground. I was just like, oh my gosh. Like I was toast. Oh, that's painful. Yeah, that's painful. Oof. And I was very scared that like I tore something or like something was clearly gone. Cause like, I was like, I don't like, I should not be experiencing this much pain. Like this is, Ooh. was that, like, was that studs up or was that like a little toe tap? Well, the, when I got um, stamped on and previously it was from studs and then I just never really recovered from that. And then when I got kicked, it just escalated it. So it was like Dang. a double whammy. And then Wait. I was out like the rest of the season. So what happened was like, after I got hurt, I got so scared that um like I had I googled my symptoms and I was just like dude oh, like it was that, that's that's when it goes downhill. That's when that's it goes when downhill cuz then you go on webmd and then it's like oh you have like a torn ACL and it's like but it's in my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like and then but like all the symptoms make sense it's like you can't stretch out your leg straight like it's just pain all like throbbing pain all the time. And like, usually people get this injury from doing this, this, or this. And I'm like, frick, that literally fits all my boxes. And then I gave myself a panic attack. <laughs> I was just on the ground in my dorm, just like, just in a sweat. I'm just like, I can't, no. Because it was my senior year during my second year. Or my second semester senior year. So like my last semester UJ, I was like, I do not need a torn muscle <laughs> for my <laughs> final semester. But it turns out, um, and that same day I had a midterm and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to cram for the midterm. And I was just like in a pool of sweat, just on the floor. So I was just laying on the floor for like two hours, just thinking I had a torn muscle. And then I managed to like recover after I took a nap on the floor. And then, um, 
I, I managed to like get through the exam and then I went the next day to like the, the health center and then got it x-rayed and it was like, no, I just got sprained. <laughs> so I was like, oh, thank goodness. And then I had to go through physical therapy after that because of just how it was, a, it was a pretty bad ankle sprain, but Dang, I didn't, I didn't know, um, I didn't know you could actually get an ankle sprain from someone just kicking your ankle like that. It was pretty bad because like it like hyperextended or like something like that whenever like when at impact. I was like, oh, geez. And the reason why is because like um, it was just a lot of collateral in terms of just not working out as much. And then that <laughs> so did, did I was guy, a little scared. Did the person at least get a red card in the IM team. IM no, IM? like the ref didn't even oh. say anything. So I'm like, all right, oh, you should have been like ref. Ref, check. Either check. I screamed. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> what did the, did the person even come? He's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Sorry, bro. No, he didn't say anything. He just left. I'm just like, that's why I'm scared of out control people that don't know what they're doing. I'm just like, oh bro, they're just gosh. gonna injure someone, and then you're just out for the season. <laughs> gosh, that that is that is scary. I'm not even gonna lie. That is scary. Um, gosh, that does suck though. Dang. Yeah, injuries scare me. So that's my fear. Just injuries and disease <laughs> things you can't really control <laughs> oh well it, i guess side topic one thing i have seen whenever i have played soccer the worst thing is more of like a pet peeve or like a worst thing that happens is when uh when you're playing without nets and you accidentally kick it too far and then you just have a ball that rolls oh. <laughs> and rolls all the way to um to oblivion um and maybe eventually make it hit by a bus uh oh. so i definitely do have some bad memories of basically when we play soccer and we we have no we're playing with people that don't have constraints in terms of their shot power and they just shoot it as hard as they can and the ball either hits someone or is in the process of hitting someone or rolls down a large bunch of stairs and then it it sucks because you have to go retrieve it but it also sucks because you don't know what's going to happen to that ball yeah once it reaches a certain point it's like you don't know if you're ever going to see that ball again or if you're going to yeah. break a window. I'm surprised we never broke a window. <laughs> no, I'm surprised about that, too. I'm actually so genuinely shocked that we we actually never accidentally legitimately hit someone by accident, too. Yeah, there's a lot of people walking around the quad that are just trying to get to their dorm. <laughs> oh, could you <laughs> imagine just, just walking after a long day of class on Friday and then bam, and a you get ball hit. out of nowhere <laughs> slaps you in the head? <laughs> I'd be so bad. I know I'd be mad too. I'd be I, I that'd become my scariest moment. <laughs> It'd be like, oh gosh, imagine getting hit and then the person just hits the floor. <laughs> it's like that, oh. no, that, that's scary because now you don't know what you're dealing with. What yeah. have we just done? It's what like, have we oh done? gosh. So you don't want that, but geez, we have a we have a whole other story about losing a ball to a bus, but I, I oh we should save that for another pod. That's yeah. That's a sad that's a sad story. We don't need to end the, the pod on a sad note. We got that, some. That's just funny because I think the chances uh, quickly, but the chances of that actually happening, like the bus hitting the ball at that time, it literally because you know how hard it is for a ball just to stay there when it's rolling on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. It just rolls, or it's just gonna move around. The fact that it's <laughs> long story short, Yoshi's know, describing a time we're playing with my soccer ball on our quad, and then it was someone a kicked it League onto ball, right? the yeah, no, it was a MLS like okay like replica ball but like okay. someone kicked it onto the street next to the quad and then the UJ bus ran it over and it was caught on drone footage <laughs> this is a very long story so this is a, we'll yeah. save this for another pod yeah I, i'm just yeah that i i'm just that, that that just brought back some memories that was funny but 
God, sad. <laughs> yeah, sad. But that 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 was our those were our scariest stories playing soccer each. So hopefully, you know, you got some entertainment value out of that. But um, quickly on to our last section here is just our typical preview section. Um, the games here this week are pretty decent, I would say. Um, the first one, Liverpool West Ham. Um, this one's going to be interesting because, as Tyler said, Liverpool are basically on academy players at at defenders right now. West Ham have been trending upwards. So, ah, what am I saying? I'm still going to give Liverpool are going to find a way to win. They'll win two one. I'm gonna. I was gonna say that exact scoreline. <laughs> <laughs> I I really think Liverpool will find a way to win against West They're Ham. West Ham are surprising though. I I will yeah. say that it's David yeah. Moyes. Like what the heck? He's but going think, off. He is going off. But I think Liverpool will remember him being at Everton, and yeah. that that will be enough incentive to make sure West Ham don't get the win. <laughs> yeah, I Plus, think like, Liverpool will come through, and I think Reese Williams. He's he played in the game against uh, FC Midgetland in the Champions League. He did pretty well, in my opinion. I thought he did really well. So I I have faith in him. Hopefully it comes through. And I think with Firmino also scoring last week, I think that's some good juju right there. I think we can pull through mm-hmm. 2-1 as well. It'll be close. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But then we have Leeds versus Leicester. Um, Leicester picking up a surprise win against Arsenal, which they didn't even play that well. In that's that's another story. Leeds obviously with Bielsa, high power, high press, high energy. Um, Leeds at home. You know, I want to lean towards Leicester, but I I actually think um, I think this game will probably end up a one-one draw. Mm. Yeah. Leeds so, also beat Aston Villa last yeah. week, an, an undefeated team that's yeah. overperforming in my opinion. But <laughs> Leicester. Lost to Aston Villa. <laughs> yeah, they beat Arsenal, but then beat City. That's true. And like, if you think about all these things, it's like if this team beat this team and that team beat this other team, it's like <laughs> makes no it's sense. a never-ending loop. So you never know. <laughs> That's kind of how it is in soccer. But for this game, I don't know. It's I I I want to give it to Leicester. I really do. And you know what? Just to not have the same score line as you, I will say Leicester win this. I'm gonna say two one. Wow. Another two one. Okay. 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 That's that's a pretty decent pick. I mean, I was towards I was leaning towards Leicester too, but I think the game will finish in a draw. But okay, we'll see. And then the biggest game of the weekend. Hopefully, it doesn't stink like Manchester United and Chelsea. We have Manchester United versus Arsenal. I'm gonna go with a three one Manchester United win. I think the I think Marcus Rashford is firing. I think the you know Bruno Fernandez, Paul Pogba, all finding form. Uh, Fred and McTominay. You know Fred is looking like a beast right now at center mid. Um, Alex Telles, unfortunately, was tested positive for coronavirus, so he's still trying to recover from that. So he he won't be in the squad. So it'll probably be Luke Shaw again at left back. But yeah, I, I think. I think uh, I think United can win this game three one at home, especially with against an Arsenal side that did not look good last week against Leicester. So I'm gonna go three one United. Mm. I'm gonna go eight two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but this game last week I was saying Man U Chelsea is gonna be a pretty good game, and it was a lot of hype around it. But as we mentioned at the very beginning of the pod. 
it was just disappointment. <laughs> and so far, Arsenal has been kind of going the opposite of most of my predictions this whole season so far. <laughs> I've been given a lot of benefit of the doubt, but so far it's just been letting me down as if I am an Arsenal fan during these previews. But for this one, hmm, based on just what's been going on this season, whenever we see like a big match, it's never really panned out to be too big in terms of scoreline. So I am tempted to say a 1-1. It's the Dang. highest it'll go. And yeah, I know. I, that's what I, I'll go I, with. A 1-1. I agree with you. The uh, The big matchups have been kind of bad. Yeah. It's like big top six teams. It's, it's been like 1-0, 0-0, 1-1. Nil, 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 mm-hmm. yep. So I think it'll be a 1-1. Yeah, that's probably that's probably a good scoreline to go for. I'm going three one because why not? You know, just go. It for is it. your team. Yeah, it is my team. So I want to see him win regardless. So I'm always going to go for him. <laughs> There's been very few instances I've gone against United, and you you have seen them. It's been when I've been so low confidence on them, um, and when you are a fan of a team and you go against them because you just have a feeling that that's going to end up true. That's when you know it's pretty bad. But yep, it's like. Uh, Liverpool fans in the end of the Rodgers era. <laughs> you just expected something bad to happen. It's like uh, Fabio Barini and Ricky Lambert are strikers. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Slim Pickens there. Lazar Markovic. Laser. <laughs> My guy. La- where is he now? <laughs> I, I that's, don't know, actually. That's the spookiest thing of them all. Where yeah, is this man we- gone? He's just vanished. <laughs> doesn't even exist now oh man but yeah that kind of wraps up episode 94 we hope you guys enjoyed this spooky rendition of the uh uh the podcast the premiere pod but as we always say if you're on itunes um please consider giving us a rating on um on itunes because uh you know on our apple podcast at least uh because it helps us out but of course if you listen, that's more than enough for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, but yeah, please make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. Follow us on our social media pages at The Premier Pod. But that wraps up episode 94, the spooky edition, part two or three. Part two, well, right? It is year three, Yeah, I'll say. So we'll just call part it three. three. <laughs> okay, we'll just call it part three. Seal it right there, the trilogy. But um, yeah, that. thank you guys so much for listening on listening for this episode. We greatly appreciate it. Um, But yeah, kind of does it for us. Peace. Peace.